Folks, I don't know if you've realized it yet, but you should. The Athletic NBA podcasts are all coming together under one feed. That means I, me, myself, your favorite, Mo DeKeel, is going to be on Nerd or She Wrote every Friday. We have a great lineup. We have Basketball Buds on Monday with Zach Harper, with Dave Dufour, Wozni Lambre, Trayvon Edwards, Jay King. We got Tampering on Tuesdays with Sam Amick, and he's got some of your favorite guests coming on, like John Hollinger, writer on The Athletic. He's bringing in great guests. He had Stan Van Gundy just recently, Jared Dudley. So make sure you check that out on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have Hoops Adjacent with David Aldridge and Wozni Lambre, and that's always awesome. Then we have Point of Contention between Marcus Thompson and Ethan Strauss. It's hosted by Zach Harper, playing referee on those two guys constantly arguing. And like I said, Nerder She Wrote on Friday. Make sure you check Check it out, The Athletics NBA Show. On today's episode of Brody and the Beard, Kelly and I talk about the Rockets finally being made whole and the upcoming scrimmages. If the offense is triangular, it's something like a prism. Put you on that lockdown defense like a prison. Hakeem was the dream, the MVPs must be his children. They won 22 games in a row, that's a rhythm. Triple-double rust, man, I need you to acknowledge he don't do this for the optics, man, he do this for the Rockets. Folks, welcome to a new episode of Brody and the Beard on the Athletics. Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mo DeKeel, and with me as always is my man on the ground. He hates when I give him nicknames, although I'm going to keep trying to force boots onto him. Uh, Kelly Eco, beat writer for The Athletic, covers the Houston Rockets. Kelly, how you doing? I'm doing better, man. I'm putting the finishing touches on my uh, my home office, so I'm really excited. <laughs> when you say putting the finishing touches, are you hanging up drywall? Are you putting up soundproofing all over I the place? I got artwork coming through. I got a new table. I got my new workstation. It's all coming together. Yeah, that was really descriptive. I want pictures. When this is done, I want you I got to tweet a, I got a pictures. Manchester United panel. It's like a six-frame panel. It's going to be right behind me. I got a, pictures of birds. I got... <laughs> It's a real, it's a really unique workstation, but it's gonna, it's gonna be really good when, um, once the season starts. I'll show you. Okay, I'll well, show well you a picture. I, yeah, no, I want you to tweet it out. I want our listeners need to see this. They need to see where you're operating. You see from, where the Kelly. magic happens. Is. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm feeling good. I gave myself my own haircut this week. Oh yeah, I'm we need to stop. Good. Let's stop right, right there. It's a good place you brought it up because we need to talk about that. No, it was great. I, I need I need to give you a grade for the for the haircut. It's the first time I've ever cut my you, hair, Kelly. Getting, but go ahead, give me a grade. The grade. I'm going to give you a seven out of ten. Out of what? Out of ten. Okay, <laughs> you got to give me the grading scale. If it's, it's seven it, out of it hundred, that's not good. It was a decent attempt. I saw the edges. I saw you went for the uh, the Premier League center back look with the the crop on the on the top. The edges look pretty good. Um. Overall finish, it could have been better, but it was your first time. So, well, I'll I'll give you this insight. One, I was too afraid to touch the top of my head, (laughs) so like I was like, I'm gonna screw this up. And I know if I did that, I was gonna end up having to just shave my head. And then on the back, I was too worried, like screwing up the back as well, just because I was like, man, it's it's hard, you know, holding the mirror and doing it yourself. I know next time I'll probably go a little higher on the back. I might go no guard next time. Oh. Because that's normally what I do. Normally, I just have my guy, my my barber, who's great, you know, gives me the fade, does the whole thing, kills it all the way. Um, just, you know, I'm not going to anybody during a, a pandemic. I mean, I'm literally waiting till we have a vaccine before I see my barber. Uh, but, yeah, so I gave myself a haircut, feeling a little better, feeling fresh. 
But I know the Rockets are feeling better right now because Kelly, they're they're made whole. Yeah, uh, and I think it was a great introduction from PJ Tucker when, when when he said that he was greeted by a slap in the neck by Russell Westbrook at seven thirty in the morning, and he saw that that big wide smile and just the grin and the fact that Russ is now in the bubble and practicing it does kind of make them whole again because you know he is a, a big piece of the puzzle and for them to do. Anything in the bubble, they do need Russ on the team. They do need him on the floor, and they need to, they need everything he brings, intangibles, just his attitude, his competitive spirit, and just just him. You're also sleeping on the fact that Luke Umbaamute has f- made it into the bubble. He's in quarantine now, uh, and and going through that process as well, right? Yeah, I think I think it's a bit different for Luke just because he hasn't played in two years, but. You know, if the Rockets can extract something out of him, I think that's going to be pretty beneficial to them because they do need all the three and D lengthy wings they could they could possibly manage. So I want to see how well he is game shape wise. I think he, people shouldn't expect too much out of him because he hasn't played in a long time and he's been injured. But you know, the more the merrier. Well, let's let's look forward now. I mean, Kelly, we also have basketball back. Oh my God! Uh, we're recording on a Thursday afternoon. The Rockets are scheduled to start scrimmaging. Uh, they're playing the Raptors on Friday. They got playing Memphis, Memphis on Sunday, and they're playing the Celtics on on Tuesday. So, you know, we got basketball, Kelly. What what have you heard in the Zoom press conferences about how D'Antoni's looking at? you know, kind of preparing for these and what he's trying to get out of it? Well, first things first, um, the question was asked about whether Russ will be available for Friday's game. And usually Mike D'Antoni is someone who, who, who gives it to you straight. He doesn't cut corners. But he said even though he's not sure that Russ would be available, he would be pleased to see him on the court, but he's not going to force him to get You know, it's not, it's not a matter of pressure like I have to play on Friday's game. So... Otherwise, it's anticipation. He wants to use those games to see where guys are. He, he he understands that, you know, while players have come at different times to the bubble, Harden, Russ, and Bob Mute, he expects the rest of the guys to be up and running because they have had some pretty intense practices from what I've heard. Um, it's been, like, the majority of those have been scrimmages, obviously. But he says the intensity is up, the the, the competitive spirit is up. So I want to see if that actually translates to games because everybody goes hard in practice. Everyone has heard the, you know, practice is so hard and so competitive. But I want to see if that actually translates to games because from the the three games that we saw yesterday, well, it's kind of varying levels of, of competition. So I want to see how that actually looks on Friday. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the expectations in terms of the scrimmages. I think people who have been starved for Rockets basketball are going to be happy. We're going to finally see these guys out on the court and playing and and continue on with that process. The the level, I think, is, it's going to vary, you know, and I think, you know, we've talked about it many times. You can be in the best shape of your life, but it doesn't mean you're in game shape. And I think this is the first, this is the first thing I'm going to be watching for with these guys are, you know, who's necessarily winded who needs a little more work and conditioning and it's not a shot on anybody if they're they 
I'd be shocked if anybody comes in full formed and ready to roll after four month layoff, weird training scenarios, and and now a, a training camp in the bubble for a week. Like it's understandable if guys are going to be a bit more winded. And I'm with you. I don't think Russ needs to play this first game. I think they can kind of ease him back into the flow of things and see how he he flows. I think that's the first thing I'm looking for in, the, in these scrimmages. What's what's one thing off the bat you're going to look at? In Friday scrimmage, um, the one thing I'm going to look at is something that's been hammered home in these uh, sessions for weeks. But the communication, you know, if you go back and look during the season, a lot of times the Rockets' defensive collapses are because guys aren't talking, and you you hear Tuck talk about it, you hear Cov talk about it, you hear Mike talk about it. These guys have to communicate on the floor constantly. Without fans, it's going to be an opportunity to hear yourself on the floor. So there's no, there's not going to be an excuse, you know, for not pointing out switches, pointing out pickups, pointing out rotations. I want to see how much work they've put in the bubble so far and if that's going to be visible, you know, in the first game. Yeah, I think that's going to be really interesting. You know, it'll be, it'll be fun. We can check that out right away. And then the other thing I want to watch about is they've, hurting rumblings and I think some of it's from you that Jeff Green's been playing really well and 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 might be playing a big role can you elaborate a little bit I want to see how he looks because you know Jeff Green always talk about his potential even when he's 55 (laughs) so let's you know I'm just curious you know what have you heard and you know what's the what are your expectations from him I've heard that he's been killing it um just because just from the standpoint of him understanding the role he's coming into, having to be a vertical spacer, a rim runner, you know, a switchy defender. We've all we've always heard about Jeff Green and potential in different stops, but other places hasn't quite panned out. I think Houston's it could be a bit different, although he is thirty three. You know, he he won't be called on that much, but the Rockets have said they've told me. For his role, he's going to play a big part because they need him to be that big off the bench along with Covington. You know, he's automatically the tallest person on the team, like playing-wise. Was he 6'8"? <laughs> right, yeah. So they're going to look to him to be a presence. First of all, he's a veteran. He's, he, he's, he's gone deep in the playoffs before. You know, he understands what's at stake. But look to Jeff Green to have a big role in the bubble. I, w- I would say even though he's playing – maybe 15 minutes a night, you know, 18 minutes a night, he's going to have to put in work and that shift because they're not going to play Tyson Chandler. They're not going to play a Bruno Caboclo. They're going to look to him. So <laughs> I want to see just how much Jeff Green has left in the tank. What do you think the reaction was from Daryl Morey and – Coach D'Antoni, when they saw the Nuggets five big men lineup, <laughs> what did you think I don't they know thought? If you saw, saw Daryl's tweet, but he put, but it's it's like the giant who's like strapped down by a bunch of ropes. Oh, Gulliver, Gulliver yeah, yeah. travels. There, there, yeah. There, there, there. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that struck fear. <laughs> that struck a, a chord of fear in everyone's hearts in Houston. Like seeing Bobo, Bobo, Millsap, Jeremy Grant, Jokic, and but they're they're, they're big. I, I, they're big. <laughs> so, well, I'm, trying to, yeah. I'm trying to imagine. They were all big, Kelly. I'm trying to imagine a first round series. <laughs> Mason Plumley. Mason Plumley was the other guy. The it, it, it's it was pretty funny, man. It, it's if they were playing in the restart, 
I, I think on day one, I think it would have been fun for Mike Malone to have started super big while the Rockets oh, I, were small for a quick loved, possession. I would have loved that to be the Rockets' first scrimmage game, just for the Twitter reaction. It, it would have been a fun. It would have been a fun interaction there in that sense. Uh, what's a what's a another thing you're going to try to look for in these three scrimmages? Because by the time we talk again, two are going to already be in the bag. Um. Well. First, I want to preface by saying this. The Rockets don't do what a lot of teams do in the sense that we've saw, we've seen the Magic, for example, they played some guys who won't be playing in the regular season games. Mike D'Antoni, whoever he puts on the floor is going to be the guys that play in the regular season, is going to be the guys that play in the playoffs. Now, I want to see if that rotation number is nine. I want to see if it's 10. You know, I want to see if it's eight. But I do know that if he plans to increase his rotation, He's not going to increase it by that much to where he's playing 11, 12 guys on the floor at, you know, in the game. I want to see who that who's going to make the cut as the 10th man, the 9th man in that rotation because if the Rockets want to advance in the playoffs, they have they're not going to do it by playing seven guys, six guys, eight guys. You know, you, you're going to have to open that that bag a little bit. So I want to see who makes the cut. Yeah, I think early on though, I think he is going to play a pretty large number of guys. I think just the ramping up stage and, and building that process up. I don't think he's going to overtax guys. You know, Russ may not even play on Friday. So, you know, like there's a, so what number do you think area. he's going to get to? Do you think, do you think he's going to get to in, in, in the scrimmages, in the scrimmages, I won't be surprised if he plays everybody at some point, you know, um, and, and, and rotates guys and things like that. Like, I don't, I don't think it's hard. Like you've seen it in preseason, man. It's hard to kind of figure out the rotate, full rotation in the preseason. But but I'm, but you've I'm, already had. Well, okay. See, that's where I kind of disagree because this is not a preseason. Like you've already had almost seventy games under your belt. You kind of know your guys, so I think. You're, yeah, but this is this is. I agree with you. This isn't preseason. This is scrimmages. This is a different scenario in that sense. I don't think he wants to stress his guys. I think he wants to slowly ramp them up. I don't think he – they're in it for the long haul. They're looking to be there in October to win the championship. You know, so he can't have – you know, he can't stretch these guys too thin in these three scrimmages. I mean, we just talked about it. Orlando was playing guys that aren't going to be playing in the – in you know, when the, when the season restarts in, in the, the seeding games. Sorry, there's so many different ways to call it now. It's, it's kind of confusing. But the – you know, I don't think we're going to see, you know, the, the full rotation – you know, and, and, and whether he shortens his rotation and who those guys are and, and whether he kind of expands his rotation, I don't think we're going to see that, Kelly, until we're in, you know, some of these seeding games. I don't think we're going to see too much of that in the scrimmages. Right. And an- another thing I'm looking forward to is seeing, you know, we've heard some rumblings. We've heard people talk on the record about kind of opening up the offense a little bit, you know, new new nuances inside the stuff they already do. I want to see what that actually looks like, you know, putting the ball in. Austin Rivers' hands, putting the ball in Daniel House's hands, putting the ball in Eric Gordon's hands a little bit more. I want to see what that does for the offense and if they're able to find some kind of healthy balance between that and how they already play before. I'm not expecting too much of a difference because, you know, it is Mike D'Antoni, it is Houston. They do play a certain way. But I want to see if – because I think the scrimmages would be the best time to kind of try some stuff out before, you know, the regular season starts. Completely agree with that. This is the perfect time to experiment. You know, do some crazy things. Play your super big lineup. Play your super small lineup. You know, if he wants to just mess around at one point, go ahead and put Tyson Chandler in as your point guard for a couple of minutes. 
<laughs> yeah, just just have, you know, at a certain point, you know, uh, I think it's an interesting scenario. But this is the time to experiment and play with it. But the most important thing, I think really all these teams need to try to get out of these scrimmages is getting their guys' wind up and making sure they're ready. Because, you know, they're not, they don't have the luxury to take a few games off in the, the seeding games. You know, they're fighting to try to move up in the standings, you know, and, 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 and try to find, a, you know, the matchup they want. Like, you know, I think they need to try to get out of that six, seven seed area so that they don't have to play the Clippers in the second round. I think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't pick them against the Lakers in the first, second round, but I like their odds better against the Lakers in the second round than I would the Clippers. So for me, I think that's something. So they got to hit the ground running when those restart games start. And I think that's why the scrimmages, I think you just slowly ramp it up. Like I won't be surprised Friday if it's a relatively chill night and then Sunday kind of begins to ramp up and then Tuesday they're they're rolling so that they can hit the ground running when these games start for them. So if you're if you're a coach, how many minutes are you capping Harden at for for tomorrow's game? I mean, so it's a forty minute game because they're only doing ten minute quarters for the first scrimmage. Putting a 20? You know, I'm. I mean, I might even just go eighteen. I mean, it really depends on how he's looking. You yeah, know, because and, if, and, and if you overextend force. guys, you you run the risk of you know an injury. And, and, and some of it is, and some of it's worth you know checking and and, and seeing where he's at. And a lot of that comes from your medical staff. Right. You know, I'm gonna plug the. Uh, the Nerder She Wrote NBA show, we had, and you probably know him, Rich Williams on, right. talking about uh, talking about this stuff. So make sure you check that out, folks. You know, uh, Rich does a great job breaking down kind of what teams have to watch for uh, with these scrimmages and, and ramping these guys up. So for me with Harden, I'm probably in that 18, definitely no more than 20. Definitely no more than 20, though. I think another thing to look at is just kind of where they are mentally. You know, obviously this is going to be the first game they've played in, you know, four months. I want to see the, the mentality on the floor. I want to see if they're going at it early or if they're just going to kind of feel their way through the game because, you know, there is a risk of injury. You don't you don't want to overextend yourself. You don't want to force things. But there are going to be guys that want to make an impression because if what Coach D'Antoni said is true, there are going to be opportunities to – you know, embed yourself in the rotation. So I want to see where everyone's at because everyone's coming from a different mindset, obviously, because the season thus far was already 60-plus games. There was already, you know, a hierarchy in place. But I want to see if anything's changed in the, in the four months since. Yeah, for sure. I think that's something we're, we're definitely going to have to watch for. Kelly, I think this is a good place to stop folks Again, I'm just going to remind you, read all of Kelly's stuff, theathletic.com slash Google for a 30-day free trial. I'm telling you afterwards, you're going to want to subscribe. You're going to get all of Kelly's great work. You're going to get Sam Amick, Ethan Strauss, Zach Harper, Marcus Thompson, David Aldridge. I mean, the it's the lineup's just massive. And then you have Kelly covering the Rockets. He's going to nail every bit for you. Uh, for Kelly Eco, for Mike Smeltz, for me, Mo DeKeel, we out!